my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As a CEO and fashion authority, I know it's the details that truly matter. And when it comes to luxury, every stitch must be perfectly tailored. At Genesis, they've delivered on every element of the GV80. Two-line LED headlamps accentuate an exterior that exudes athletic elegance. Inside, discover an expansive cabin with ambient lighting. Take a close look at the Genesis GV80 and you'll see. Lux is in the details. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. The show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, I'm joined by someone I know and love dearly for a very long time. She's an incredible fashion designer and entrepreneur, Dee Oklepo, who happens to also be married to my very dear friend, Tommy Hilfiger, who, fun fact, gave me my biggest career break. And I would argue to say helped launch my entire career journey. Anyway, Dee speaks with me today about her childhood as a first-generation American, her life in Monte Carlo as a single mom, and her incessant passion for working and maintaining a creative outlet. Together, we also talk about her crazy and amazing mixed family. I'm so excited for you all to listen, and I hope you enjoy this one. First of all, you grew up here in the U.S., right? Yes. I grew up in Rhode Island. You grew up in Rhode Island? I grew up in Rhode Island, and my parents became naturalized citizens. My father immigrated from Turkey, and my mother immigrated from England. Wow. But I grew up American, first generation. Amazing. And I had one little, you know, I had one sister, one sibling, younger sister, 
And, you know, I was super, super shy and super really insecure as a little kid. I could see that. Just knowing you, I could see that. Yeah. And I think part of it was like, I was kind of embarrassed that my parents were like different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As you would when you were young, of course. And, you know, my dad had this like crazy accent and, you know, looked different Mm -hmm. and was very strict. So I, and, you know, my mom was like very sweet and, and also like shy and that. So I kind of grew up in this household where I was just kind of, you know, wanted to just be, um, in the corner and not noticed so much. Interesting. And what was your sister like? Was she the opposite? My sister was um, also quite shy, but my sister was like really into books and like got really into her her hobbies. Like she was really into horses and really into books. So that was kind of like her, you know, outlet, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so like, so, so when you were growing up, were you just, okay, so you were shy, you were in Rhode Island, which is very small. (laughs) It's so small, very special, but very small. And so you had immigrant parents from two different places. And so here you are and you're like, okay, so were you a student? I wouldn't say that I was a great student. I I wasn't. My dad like (laughs) really placed importance on grades And I found myself like, uh, I was a very distracted student. I feel like I daydreamed a lot. (laughs) Were you boy crazy? Because I was fully boy crazy. I was fully boy crazy. I wasn't that boy crazy. I started to become a little boy crazy like uh, later, like after I got, because I went to an all girls school. Like when I went to college, then I started getting a little boy crazy. But I was actually kind of like, I didn't think I was pretty enough to have boys like me. And so I was kind of like a tomboy. You were probably tall, skinny and stunning. And just now you're like, oh my God, why did I hate myself so much? I had the worst haircuts. I mean, I look at my haircuts and I'm like, I I mean, I would have like bangs up to here and then like short hair. I mean, I don't know what was going on, but my mom and the hair thing, it was like literally like, I think she put like, gave me one of those bowl cuts, like, and I don't know who was cutting my hair, but it was like the bangs. It was awful. It was awful. But you grew up there, D, until like you stayed in Rhode Island all the way through till you went to college. I stayed in Rhode Island. Okay. So you didn't move around. I didn't, but I can tell you by the time I got to college, I was ready to get out. I was like, where, you know, my, when it came to college, I was like looking at the map and I was thinking I, my first choice was Pepperdine. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Story. No. I was dreaming of being in California, being on a beach with the surf. And I found Pepperdine and I went to my dad and I gave him the booklet. Uh-huh. Like this is my first choice. Yeah. This is where I went to college. And he looked at it. He flipped through it. And he said, that is not a college. That is like a country you know, club. Yes, that's a country club. You are not going there. That's and a fair point, by the way. Fair point. Up from dad. Fair point. Fair point. And he's like, you're not going there. I'm not paying for that. Absolutely not. And he's like, and furthermore, you are not going to California. My parents said that too. And no, no. He's like, that's, you're not going there. So he kind of drew a line on the map and it was like, it ended at Texas. So I was like, okay, what's in Texas? Like, that's the farthest point. Huh. 
And um, I wound up going to SMU, Southern Methodist University. Wow, okay, okay. And it was great. And it was, at the time, it was like 84, 85. So that was like the time, if you remember, of the show Dallas with yeah. JR. Do I and- remember? Do I remember? It was like life. I was telling my right? kids about it the other day, Dallas and Dynasty. And they were like, what was it like? It's like the most glamorous. Glamorous, like, right? So I was like, if I can't go to California, if I can't go to LA, what's the next best thing? Dallas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, that's how I wound up. Wow. Okay. So, all right. So the, all right. So this is all piecing together. Okay. So now what, okay. So you graduate college, you did well in school. Well enough. Well enough. Well enough. I mean, I was probably like a B, yeah. solid B, C plus, but yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, I wasn't like all A's and 4.0 average. No. That's, my sister was. Well, my sister is usually like one. Yeah. <laughs> she's like that word. You know, do you know what men's Yeah, of course. Is? My niece. So my sister is like. My son, Caius. And I am not like I'm the dumb one in the family. Stop it. Stop it. But I think we know now and, and, and I would argue to say that, you know, as well as anybody that every child is their own kind of intelligent, right? And that we all learn differently and we all find our path and, you know, it takes some longer than others. And I find that everyone who has been on my podcast, no one knew their path. No one knew their path. And I would say, argue to say that 90% said I was the dumb one in the family. So (laughs) I'm going to say a common thread here. Um, You know, another common thread is there's been a lot of single moms raised by single moms. But I would say that my, my next question is sort of like, did you know at that point you were not, that you are a creative person? Were you like, okay, I'm not this kind, this is not my calling school. I need to like, I need to do X or like, I'm obsessed with this. Or were you just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And like, I'm going to figure it out when I graduate kind of person. I was, yeah, I was that. (laughs) I loved all like creative things. And, you know, I, but my, my dad being Turkish Uh and my dad being a doctor. And strict. And very strict was like, you know, anything in the creative field. Like if I ever said to him, you know, or an actor. But like, that's like, that's not a living. He mm-hmm. used to say to me, you know, you need a skill yep. and you need to go to school. And school was very important to him. I mean, his, the grades were super important to him. Um, education was super important to him. So to say something like that, I would want to do anything in the creative field was, you know, he was already like, he didn't even understand what is a liberal arts degree? Right, what is that? Course. Even- right. Bullshit. You know, so I had to, <laughs> I studied um communications right um at smu but you know i took a lot of fun courses and that but at that time like i really i really didn't at all know what i wanted to do or what i would do like even even in college and i think that that's kind of where the modeling like Mm -hmm. when i was i was modeling in college and um, I had traveled on the summers when I wasn't in school. I traveled the summers in modeling. And then I thought, well, you know, I, I wound up getting a contract to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. And so that was like all I really wanted to do when I was young is travel. Yeah, you wanted my, to see the world. Parents, yes. My parents used to get National Geographic magazine delivered <laughs> to the house. The best. And we had it like 
all, you know, we had a book bookshelf with them all lined up and I used to look through them and I loved the pictures and seeing these people like indigenous people in faraway places. And, and my dream, I actually did when I was a little girl, I wanted to become a um, marine biologist because I loved the ocean and I loved dolphins. And I was like, I, you know, I went to SeaWorld one day and I was like, that's what I want to do. Yes. Yes. I'm a biologist. You know, that's what I wanted to be when I was little. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm going to argue to say that you've spent the better part of the last, you know, 10, 12 years in water, on water, in water. But I, but here's the thing, you know, you're extremely intelligent. You're very driven. You are not someone that sits down and says like, let life happen to me. And, you know, I don't think that your life, at least what I know of it has just been like, la la la. And so I, so I want to talk about a little bit, like, so you graduate college, you're like, okay, you're modeling, obviously beautiful, making money, traveling the world. Right. I imagine there's challenges with that because there's a lot of rejection that comes with modeling that kind of crushes your soul that for a shy girl that's insecure, I imagine not the easiest thing. Right. Um, right. But I do think in a weird way, that rejection that comes with acting, modeling, and all of these things, I do think in a weird way, as horrible as it is, and as much as it's not tolerated today, which I love, I do think in a weird way it prepares you for life, right? 100%. <laughs> I mean, it does. It toughens you up. And, um, you know, I think that part of the problem with maybe like a lot of younger people, I think because of social media, everything looks so easy on yeah, social media. You know, everybody and glossy. Goes, yeah. Hey, I'm here. I'm there. And like, mm-hmm. everything looks so easy and you know, it's not, no, just not for anybody. Like, I don't know. Tell me, show me a profession or a job or a career that's easy. I'll sign me up. No, I'll do it tomorrow, but just, it doesn't matter you know, what area, you know, you go into or what fields you go into, it's, you have to work hard. It's just, and I think young kids don't, I mean, not all, but I just no, no, think you're right. they're not understanding <laughs> <laughs> that. And, you know, a lot of us who have been more successful than, you know, have maybe indulged some of our kids, mm-hmm. you know, more yeah. than maybe we were, and that yep. probably doesn't help, but you know, it's just, you have to be passionate and you have to work hard no matter what it is that you're doing. Full Full stop. stop. Full stop. As a CEO, fashion authority, and mom, I know it's the details that truly matter. And when it comes to luxury, every stitch must be perfectly tailored. That's why driving the sleek Genesis GV80 is such a luxurious experience. The SUV's exterior design, including two-line LED headlamps, exudes athletic elegance. When you sit inside the expansive GV80 cabin, you can customize the ambient interior lighting to match your current mood, a feature that makes driving in LA a more relaxed and serene experience. So go ahead, take a close look at the Genesis GV80, and you'll see Lux is in the details. I want to talk about, so you got, you got married. You must have been pretty young. 
I married at 27. Oh, okay. That I feel like that's not, I mean, that's like a great, I mean, it's funny now because when I see people getting married at 27, I'm like, oh, you're so young, but, <laughs> but, but that's completely <laughs> normal. Roger got married. Yeah, we got married. I think I was, I think I might've even been 25, but we were together for like seven years before that. So, but even still, I'm like, I can't believe I got married at 25. To me, 25 now feels like 16, you know? So it's, it's weird how that happens, but okay. So you got married and you were living in Monte Carlo. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. See, that is the most glamorous thing ever. I don't know if it actually was, but like if I lie awake and my kids know that my end goal is living in the South of France and sitting on a beach making jewelry. Like that is my, and I have this beautiful chateau and all my kids and grandkids are there. That's my like end goal. That's my end goal. So, so tell me about that. So, okay. So your first husband, you were, okay. So you were 27 I was 27. I had my first, we married at 27. I had my first child at 28. Okay. And, you know, when I met my husband, I, you know, through modeling, I'd been, you know, I'd been around so a lot of, um, how can I put this? <laughs> don't, don't filter. Trust me. No, no, no. You, nothing's, nothing's wrong. All, you know, horrible men. Yes. Same, uh, by the know, way. <laughs> a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, guys that had no respect sub- for women, no, no respect for women, substance abuse mm-hmm. issues, all that kind. So when I met my first husband, who was an athlete, so a tennis and, player, yes, tennis player, never, never did a drug in his life. Beautiful. He spoke, I don't know. He spoke five languages. <sighs> he dressed great athlete, you know, I was like, like, yes, "Yes." I was like, this is great. This is great. You know, upon reflection, we probably, you know, we dated a while before we got married, but I think that when you're younger, you're so myopic, you know, like you can't really see, you know, you see the trees, but you don't see the forest behind. And and you don't care, to be honest, at that point. Right. You care about the, like, how do I feel now? This makes me so happy and fulfilled. There's no, there's no pragmatic thinking when you're young, in my opinion. No real, like, I don't know. I I look at all, it's all a journey. Of course, but that's the point. And you have two incredible children. And that marriage, we we were married. um, I think we divorced after nine years. That's pretty real nine years of marriage. It's not a blip. (laughs) No, it's not a blip. And my kids were quite young when we divorced. So like I kind of divorced before they, they were teenagers, Mm -hmm. which is maybe a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes on that. I'm definitely going to go with yes on that. And the problem was I, you know, it was a really hard time because I was now divorced I was now the mother of two kids. I had not been working when, right. when I had right, kids. Of I course. Mom. And, you know, Monaco is a difficult place in the sense that, like, most people that live in Monaco have kind of already made it. Yeah. And it's not like a place it's, where- it's like the It's like plan, like, it's it's phase three of, of your life. It's, it's, exactly. it's like exactly. Palm Beach a little bit, right? Like, it's like Palm Beach. Right? Like, yeah, not the place- where you can start a career right, or 
you know, it's not like this. It's the end game. Place. It's the end game. It's not a place where you go like to me. develop the dream. ambition. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, I was really miserable. And it Single was mom tough. miserable living in Monte Carlo. Yeah, basically that was me. And I really didn't know. I didn't know. Do I turn right? Do I turn left? I felt blocked. Yeah. I was like, what, what am I going to do? Like, what, you know, I was stuck. I felt literally stuck. And, you know, I, I, I shared custody with my husband. We, you know, we, I would go out with friends and that, but I was really not ever thinking because I was so traumatized from my divorce. I was kind of like on this thing where, all right, I already have my kids. I will never get married again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they never say never, but I, I literally was like, no, I will, I will never ever do that again. That was a terrible experience. It wound up horribly. And, you know, divorce is horrible. Yeah. Even in the best circumstances. Yeah. And we have fairly easy divorce, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I'm not going to go through that again. And then cut to, I'm with my kids in Saint-Tropez for holiday for the Bastille Day. And this is three years after. And, you know, that's when I, you know, serendipitously met Tommy. And, you know. The sweetest man to ever live. The sweetest man to ever live. <laughs> and, you know, my life changed dramatically after that. And, you know, he was so wonderful to my kids and, you know, but we were living on two different continents. So which it can was be like, challenging. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you're dating, it was definitely challenging. <laughs> it was, it was challenging, but we got through it. And can we talk about how one of the things that connected you, I know that both of you are very open and very active um, in something you're very passionate about, um, because I think it's important to talk about it. But so between the two of you, let me just be clear, because when I say it out loud, I like trip over it. You have seven children. Yeah. (laughs) You really, when you say that out loud, do you trip over it? I'm just wondering. (laughs) Yeah. People just are like, wow, that's, you know, that's a lot. And, uh, um, seven seven children yeah his mine and ours and um yeah i but i mean i think that when i met tommy what we really bonded on it was it was interesting we really were talking about our kids and tommy was separated Mm -hmm. i was divorced and we just got on the subject of our kids and we sort of talked around it but we, we both kind of figured out that he had a daughter with autism mm-hmm. that was diagnosed and I had a son. Mm-hmm. So it was like an immediate, like, I get you moment. Like sure. I understand. And so we really bonded about that. And we have actually three of the seven kids are diagnosed with autism and they're different degrees and they're mm-hmm. all verbal and, you know, thank God, not severely autistic, Mm -hmm. very loving, sweet. Oh, they're incredible children. Incredible kids. Incredible incredible. kids. And so that's our family. We have a crazy, (laughs) fun, very diverse family. And so much love in it. And so much love in it. But I actually think like, listen, I've spent a lot of time with both of you and both you and Tommy. And 
you know, have had the privilege of meeting your kids. And, um, you know, every child is special and every child is unique. And, you know, at this point, I would argue to say I don't know a family that is <laughs> special or unique in some way, because I think that's just real life and what we are. And I love that we all talk about everything now because nothing should not be talked about, you know, or hidden or anything. But I do think that, you know, you and Tommy are very involved in obviously championing, you know, treatment of autism. And, and it's called what, D, just to refresh my... So we're involved in a couple of organizations. Um, Autism Speaks. Yeah, Autism Speaks. With. Yep. And then we're also involved with another organization called Next for Autism. And Next for Autism um, deals with sort of like later on in life, mm -hmm. you know, finding housing, finding jobs, um, you know, um, I think that the, the difficult part I find with autism, it's not like when your children are living in your house and, you know, they're young and, you know, they're with you and you can control things sure. and protect the them and protect them. Exactly. I think the the struggle, the biggest struggle, at least for me is like, who's going to protect them when I'm not here sure. or you know, they're older. Um, an, adult, the an adult living with autism. Yes, because they're still, for the most part, super vulnerable yeah, and, you know, easily be, you know, mishandled, taken yeah. advantage of. Yeah. And so that's the thing where, uh, you know, I think that's the thing that's the hardest. Yeah. I, so on top of this, of this big life that you have and that you've built and that you really are so close to your family on every level, you also work a lot <laughs> and you, you do. And I want to talk about that because, you know, it's funny when I first met you, you know, and I've told you this before, Tommy grabbed my arm because Tommy and I are friends for, I mean, since I, was, <laughs> since, since I, since I started, you know, and I always talk about this, he, you know, screaming at the top of Mount Everest if I ever get there, but he gave me my first big break in my career and I would say helped really launch my career. So in love with you. And when you first met, and I'll never forget, I was, I was in the Mercer Hotel lobby at a big party and he came running over and grabbed my arm and said, you have to come meet Dee. I'm so in love. I'm going to marry this woman. You have to meet her. You are going to love her. And I met you. And I remember you were so tall. And I was wearing like huge platforms and you were towering over me. And I was like, really, tell me? I was like, really? But you have always been the kindest, sweetest. And, you know, I would say somewhat shy until, until, until like you're comfortable, I think, right? I think less yeah. so now. But, you know, I've been to so many things that are honoring you and celebrating you and you're so active in so many different things from breast cancer and obviously autism but like I also think that you're just besides being this special extraordinary person you know you really are this your own person you are to me like you're D and you used to say oh I'm Tommy's wife or I'm Mrs. Huff. I was like stop it like I'm gonna literally knock you over and <laughs> you know and you have such a fan club of your own and now you've built like 
such an incredible, you know, you have your hands in a lot of things, right? So you've started different businesses, but now I want to talk about Judith Lieber and I want to talk about what you're doing and I want to talk about Diacleppo because the products are beautiful. But like, my question to you is why? Like why? Like You know how hard it is launching a brand, right? I mean, you know that. I know. I, I think you know, I have to give a lo- most of the credit, honestly, to Tommy because- He's your biggest cheerleader. He's my biggest cheerleader. He's the one that helped me. And, you know, I, I love to work. I've always loved to work. I've worked since I'm 13. You know, I've had so many crazy different jobs and I've always worked. And the one thing that, um, my one lesson that I learned from my divorce was that I wanted to always work. Yeah. I never wanted to be put in that situation again yeah. where I didn't have some form of my own independence. Mm-hmm. And although I cherished that time that I spent with my first two kids when yeah. they were young, yeah. Matt, um, you know, I find now as a working mom, I still have the most amazing time with Sebastian. I yeah. still always have time for Sebastian. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be an either or. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I just can't imagine like, and I know you too, like, I can't imagine you not working no. ever. I mean, I, I just, no. I love to work. And I think work gives me like, you know, not only a creative outlet, but I get to meet great people and, no. you know, it's talk a to purpose. You. It's a purpose. It's a purpose for getting up every day. Right. Other than I have to make sure my kids are okay. Right. Exactly. Cause that's always forefront. For Yes, right. of course. It's something for you that makes you, it, it's, you know, good for, it makes me feel good for, for my self-esteem. Um, so, you know, I, I'm grateful that Tommy helped me and encouraged me to, you know, launch my own line. And then um, we bought a, a percentage. We, we own 20% of Judith Lieber. And then Amazing. Became creative director of it. You know, I wanted to get that brand um, a new life. You know, a new life. Yeah, yeah. And it needed it. Yeah. And um, and so now I kind of have these two jobs. Plus, I, I have my Mrs. Hilfiger job yeah. where I, you know, <laughs> I go on his arm and you know I go to all his events and do that. So Those it's kind so of like cute. three. It's kind of like three jobs. You are the cutest though. <laughs> and, and, and that mom thing to seven kids that are all different ages with all different, like with all different, I mean, listen, I argue to say that being a mom is the forever job, right? Like I look at my parents now, they still parent us so hard, different, but still, you know, yeah. it's, it is it's wild. <laughs> it's it wild. Is. I'm lucky enough to have like my parents and, you know. It's they're always your parents. Always, <laughs> always your parents. You'll, you'll always worry the day that you, you know, give birth or you have children is like the you know that's the day where you will worry the rest of your life. It's true, and I say that to people very honestly. They're like, "What's the biggest difference?" I'm like, "You don't breathe the same way. You never truly breathe the same way once you become a mother. It's like that inner. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like it's just your heart." And your soul is just this. And it's the best thing. There's nothing you trade it for, right? But like, there's nothing more rewarding, but it, it is a forever job. <laughs> it's the forever job. And, and my kids always go, mom, the one that doesn't pay you. 
I was like, well, exactly. then, then you have to keep paying me with love all day. We get, all day. We get paid in different ways. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. But I get cute little things from school that he makes it's me. the best thing know, ever. Ceramics and the necklace, the macaroni necklaces. I get paid in macaroni necklaces. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. And listen, I think, you know, your journey has not been the easiest. I wouldn't say, you know, I, I think you've been met with a lot. You've been, but like, you know, you're a survivor, my friend. And I think the life that you live now, you know, I think you're very grateful for it, but I think you've also worked for it. <laughs> I think you, you've worked for it. We're grateful for it. And, um, you know, it hasn't always been easy, but, you know, I don't think anybody's life no. is always easy. No. And we all face different challenges. My challenges are different than other people's, but I, I, you know, as I would say my divorce was really difficult, but you know, like I never, I see other people. I always try to, you know, if you look around, like I've never dealt with a serious illness like cancer, you know, I just, I I always consider myself incredibly, incredibly lucky. Mm -hmm. So even at my worst moment, you can always look around and say, you know what, this sucks, yeah. but <laughs> I do the same. I do you know, same. I, this person has it so much mm-hmm. worse than we are. I mean, we're above ground. We're alive. We're not, you know, in a war. We're good. We're, we're good. good. Even on a bad day, like, you know, they, bad days don't exist for me anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I check myself that way. And I'm like, if I'm melting and just. I just go, stop, stop. And it is all relative, but I think at the end of the day, every day you have to, you have to compare what your, what your worst day is to someone else's like best day. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I know. You know, I literally like, I lie, I lay in bed every morning before I get out of bed. Like I, I don't ever like just jump out of bed. I just kind of take a, a minute to be like, okay, <laughs> you're here. Yeah. You're you're good. Like you got your arms, you got your legs, you're sure. healthy. And I just start out like every morning with that gratitude yep. and it, you know, it changes everything. And I, I literally feel so blessed and lucky every single day. I'm just starting to do that. You know, Irina Metavoy, right? So, yes. so Irina did, said this thing at her birthday the other night. She said, every morning I wake up, I look at myself <laughs> I'm good. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I turn to Mike and Mike's doing, I'm alive. I'm breathing. And they go in every morning. They look at each other, go, love you. We're good. Like literally like we're breathing. We're alive. We're healthy. Everything's intact. We're good. Let's get up. Like, and it made me laugh so hard. And I, and I woke up the next day going, okay, my kids are here. They're next to me. Roger's here. We're all good. Okay. We can move on with our day. Great. Absolutely. So it's wild. With that. Literally. I mean, back to the beginning of our conversation about yep. what's going on in the world yep. today. Yep. I mean, imagine being somewhere there or not knowing where your children are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our little mm-hmm. challenges yep. are not. They're not. They're, they're, not. they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. We're really, really lucky. Well, I am grateful to have you as my friend. I. Oh. I love having you on. I'm excited to see sort of what's next for you because I feel like you always have something brewing. Like, I don't know. Do you ever think about like what's next or are you just like, I'm overloaded and I'm good right now? 
or do you well, have I, like all these things cooking in your in your world right now? I always have things cooking. I, I told Tommy the other day, you know, like when Snoopy has like a, mm-hmm. a cloud above his head. I'm sure like, do. I don't have one cloud. I have like <laughs> 20,000 clouds that are floating over me at all time. Like, got to do this, got to do that. And does he go, um, uh oh, because Roger looks at me like Lucy? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like Lucy and Ricky, and I'll just be like, babe. He'll be like, Lucy, chill. <laughs> babe, babe, what? 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 Um, or does Tommy no. go? Let's talk about it. What? Yeah, no. Well, Tommy's the same, mm-hmm. and we're always we always have a million ideas, and I I'm always looking forward. I'm always excited to do more, and you know I'm I'm always looking ahead. I have to look ahead in the fashion business. You have to look ahead uh-huh. because you're designing, yes. you know, twenty four yes. and twenty five, twenty three. So you know I I'm forced to look ahead, and I'm working on licenses for my business Good. for clothing. We're trying to open up um, some stores in Dubai. So Great. I've got a long way to go. I've got a long way to go. I look at Tommy as like, you know, and Listen. he's got 30 years on me. I'm like, I, I've got a long, I got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of climbing to do, but it's fun. In your heels, I might add. Yes, <laughs> in my own heels. And platforms. And you don't even need them in all fairness, by the way, but you are always kind to me. You do always duck down for pictures, which, you know, I have a, a handful of my tall friends do like squat down for me. It's very sweet. I, I, I don't know what, where you, I think this is in your head. I've no, never. I'm little. Seen you as. Vertically little. challenged. <laughs> no, never. I've never, ever. The first Babe, time because I'm that. always in like a freaking seven inch platform or something. I know. That's the only time that I ever became aware of it when you came on the boat. You're like, yeah, you got to yes. take your shoes. And yes. Like, oh, no, yes. Work. I'm not taking them off. And I was like, oh, and then I saw it. And when I sent you shoes, you're like only platforms. And I started to put it together, but I, I never, I never see you as I, I think it was like a tall glass of water. I love you. You're the sweetest. It's true. When people describe me as tall, they're like, yeah, she's tall and blonde. I'm like, thank you. It's the nicest thing you could have said. <laughs> like, really? You just describe me as tall? That's the craziest thing. That I love it. Still in your head, I tell you. That's not the, I the love pressure. You. I think tall. I think tall. I think tall. Yes. I think tall. I stand on apple boxes and it's stuff. very tall. <laughs> well, I love you very much. I'm so happy I'm to have you. you on. I love talking to you. I'll see you a lot in Palm Beach. Well, I realize we're this- always passing in the night. Like I'll literally text you on landing and you guys are like, we left this morning. Literally. I, know. I, I probably would say like when you're coming, we're going to be in LA or something. Yeah. But, well, I, I, I don't know yet what our December things are, but you know, I haven't seen you in Palm Beach. I no. know, I know that we've missed you, but I would love you to come yeah. see the house, this crazy it. house. And we have lots of room. So if you guys that I know. are all invited, you're all invited to stay. I love you. We would and love it. We would love it. All right, sweetheart. Send my love to Tommy and kiss all those children, the ones that you I see. <laughs> and I Sebastian, will. little cutie, give him a hug. And I can't wait to see you in person. I know. I will soon, hopefully in the next month. It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. 
Okay. What fall winter fashion would you advise for someone living in Florida? Okay. Well, not to be specific to Florida, but any, any place that's warm all year long, I would say you could still have so much fun because you still need, you know, like a very lightweight jacket instead of wearing like a faux fur coat, maybe just do like a lightweight metallic trench or something like that, or like a very thin, you know, cool jacket that you can, you know, layer over whatever you have on. Because by the way, the air conditioning everywhere in Florida, I literally have to wear like a coat everywhere I go because it's freezing. But I would also say you could absolutely wear like boots, just keep them a little bit lighter, not so heavy and clunky. And I wouldn't necessarily wear velvet. So I think it's like you can still absolutely have fun. I think you've seen all sorts of hosiery is back like fishnets, you know, that's something you could absolutely add to any look to just sort of keep it on trend and, you know, just have a little bit of fun that won't sort of affect, you know, the weight of your outfit, but still make it a bit more interesting. And accessories in general would always be helpful. Okay, next question. Would you discourage your sons from being in the entertainment industry? That's a very good question. I think it depends what part of the entertainment industry. I think if it means would I discourage them from being an actor... You know, it's hard because I have so much respect for actors. I think the problem that I have around the industry on that side being in front of the camera, it's a world that's terrifying when you're very young. So I would say to that, and it's also success at a young age very often ends in a very bad, dark, lonely place as illustrated over and over and over, but not always. And there are exceptions. And I find that the people with parents that stay very close to their children, those are the kids that typically don't get lost and don't lose their way. But I think in terms of being in the entertainment industry on the other side, whether it's being an agent or a manager or, you know, someone building brands, you know, I mean, sure, whatever they love to do, you know, I would get behind. But I would say if they were in front of camera as talent, I would never leave their sides. So hope that helps. Hope that answers everybody's questions. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. I want to thank Dee so much for coming on the podcast. She is truly one of a kind. She is one of the truly nicest people I've ever met since the day I met her. And she's exceptionally talented in what she does, although very humble about it and does not speak loudly enough about herself. But I so loved having her on. I think she undersells herself a bit. She's been through quite a lot, but she's a very grateful, very humble very kind, very generous person. She's a tremendous friend, a mother and stepmother to seven children. And as she mentioned, three that have different levels of autism between her and Tommy Hilfiger, her husband. And I think that in and of itself is a job, but she also continues to launch other careers and other businesses. And, you know, I don't see any sign of her stopping, but she's just an incredible person and I love her very much and I loved having her on. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I will see you all next week.
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.